ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome to another episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. I am so excited about this episode because what I'm going to share in the beginning is just something that God has taught me, has used in my life to so really just radically change my life. And then that is going to emerge into a huge announcement that has been a long time coming that I feel like I have been giving you all sneak peeks for for way too long, but it's finally happening and I can finally make the big announcement. But I'm not going to start the episode with the announcement. I'm going to save that for in just a little bit. But I want to talk to you all today just about the influence and the power that music has in our hearts, in our homes, and in our lives and our relationship with the Lord. Um, This has been something that God has been revealing to me really over the past five or six years as I have walked through different things throughout my life, through my life story. Um, a, A lot of that I've shared on the podcast. Some of this will cross over, but I really want to talk about some of that in light of what God has taught me about the power of music and just really how he has drawn me to himself and how he has used music to completely change my perspective and to get my eyes focused on on God and who he is. Now, when I say music, I'm not talking about any music. I am talking about Christ honoring music, music that is full of scripture or scriptural truths, music that is focused on Christ, on his attributes, on what he did for us, on who we are in him. So really just these rich hymns of the faith that God has used to just so change our life and really our family. Um, So I'm going to back up to when God kind of first started working in my heart about the power of music. Um, And and again, some of what I'll share, you've heard bits and pieces of. Um, So I guess let's back up six years. And I heard the story behind the writing of the hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. Um, so if, if you don't know the story behind the writing of that hymn, it was written by Horatio Spafford. His wife and children were on a ship and they hit a point and in their journey, the ship actually wound up being in distress and, um, all of his children died. His wife was rescued, went back to England, sent him a telegram and it said saved alone. He heard the news, he found out what happened, and he immediately boards a ship to go to England to his wife. And as he is sailing across that very same ocean, um, he gets to about the point where his children, um, I believe it was his four children, drowned. And God just gave him grace and mercy 
And it was right there that God put the words of the song, It Is Well, on his heart. Um, and, you know, you, you sing that song. And when peace like a river attendeth my way, then you get to when sorrows like sea billows roll. Whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. And, you know, hearing the story behind that hymn totally changed the way I sang that hymn. Because no longer was I just la la la, you know, sorrows like sea billows roll. No, when I sang that, when I've sang that every point since hearing that story, I think about this man who is is on a boat on the ocean in the close to the same spot where his kids drowned to death and God gave him the grace to say even when sorrows like sea billows roll whatever my lot whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say it is well it is well with my soul so God just really started just captivating my heart with this one hymn in particular. Um, if you have listened to my episode, Gifts Discovered in Grief or All Things for Our Good, I share a lot of my life story over the past five years. I am the oldest of four. Just give a little recap in case you haven't listened to those. Um, I am the oldest of four. My brother Clay was 18 months younger than me. We were always close um, growing up when we, in our younger years, we were more enemies than friends. And then once we hit our teenage years, we were best friends and we stayed close really, I mean, from that point on and, and not that we weren't close when we were little, but you know, a brother and a sister, 18 months apart, we had our fair share of squabbles. Um, but you know, it's just, he was so a part of my life. I didn't remember a time where I didn't have clay. Um, we were just very close we were not just siblings. We were literally best friends. Um, and God brought him through a trial. And I remember we were messaging back and forth one day. He was in the army. He was stationed in Germany. He was struggling. And I sent him the story of it is well with my soul. And I just challenged him with whatever your lot, God taught you to say it is well with my soul. And he actually said God's been working on my heart <laughs> with that same song, those same lyrics. And so we just had this sweet moment of bonding over the truth that God had revealed to both of us through that song. Um, it wasn't too much longer after that that unexpectedly we got the news that Clay had passed away. He had a heart condition that he had had for years that we did not know about. And one night his heart just stopped beating and praise the Lord, he knew Christ as his savior. And I know I will see him again one day, but that is the first thing in my life that ever shook me to my foundation. Um, that is the first time I had ever dealt with grief and it was very difficult. Um, as soon as we got the news, we dropped everything. Um, Eden was, goodness, she was like four or five months old. She was born in November of 2016, and it happened in March of 2017. So I, I was a new mom. I had a young baby called Simeon. He came home. We dropped everything, and we went to my parents' house, which was about two hours from us. Um, and really, we're all just shocked. You know, it, it was just trying to process the news that this was real. Clay was in Germany. Um, so that made it a, a whole different level of difficult because he was somewhere that we were not. Um, he had been married exactly a month to the day that he died. We were trying to correspond 
with his new wife and um it just it, it there were a lot of circumstances that added difficulty to the situation um and I'll never forget that night I could not sleep I just was so desperate for something and so I thought well I've I've got to turn to the Lord that's the only place I can turn for encouragement and I got my Bible up and I was crying so hard I couldn't see and I was like I'm ruining my Bible because I'm like my tears are wrinkling the pages and I remember sitting I, I can take you to the spot my dad's house where I sat on the stairs and I just thought I can't I can't even read my Bible what am I supposed to do now and God brought the words of this song to my heart and so deeply ministered his balm of healing to my soul through music and you know it, it, it didn't stop it it is well God gave me it as well and then God gave me other songs and I so I turned on music I just started looking up different songs whatever got brought to my heart I would turn that on and and I was the Lord through music was able to minister as the great physician he was able to be my source of comfort he was able to extend his love to me he was able to show me that he cared and that he was my father and that he did all things good through music and it was because the music was anchored in the truth of his word and that started me on a journey that has so changed my life um fast forward just really probably a year later i share some of this in my episode all things for our good my I'm not going to get into a ton of details here. There's so many details. Um, but really through a tragic, heart-wrenching circumstance to our family, my mom walked out on our family. Um, my younger two siblings were 15 and 10 at the time. So much upheaval. So many secrets that came out that were so difficult for us to deal with. So many things that sought to keep me a constant state of emotional wreckage. Um, and, and, you know, there were different times throughout that trial where the spiritual battle would be more intense. And there was one period, one summer, where it, it was the spiritual warfare surrounding the situation was so strong Um even the safety of the very lives of my siblings were at stake and their future was uncertain and it felt like a lot of it was even out of our control it was kind of being left to people who didn't know and didn't understand our family and our situation and I just remember the upheaval in my heart that the constant sick to my stomach it kept me from sleeping it kept me from eating different things and and God once again gave me a song that I clung to and it was I can trust Jesus the verse is God picked up a sparrow that could no longer fly he brushed off his wings and watched him soar into the sky if he's mindful of creation on this I can depend that I am God's child and I can place all my trust in him and the chorus goes I can trust Jesus I can trust Jesus uh, he can take care of me 
And that song, I just remember in times when I would be at my lowest and I would be so discouraged and so afraid and so uncertain. I had so many thoughts. Um, and there's a verse in Psalm that my dad and I clung to through all of this. Um, in the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. And God's comfort delighted my soul in the multitude of my thoughts. His comforts delighted my soul once again through music. And it was many songs, but that song in particular. And it was through really those two things that I learned the power of singing through your storms. Now, I like to sing in the good times too. I mean, music is a constant part of our home, of our family, of our day. But I really learned in a new way the power of singing through your storms. And I think about Paul and Silas when they were thrown in the prison. You know, they were in terrible circumstances. They, you know, it wasn't a prison like we have today. It was dark. It was wet. It was, I mean, you were basically, it was a death sentence. And what did Paul and Silas do at the darkest point? Not only was everything around them dismal and despair, but it was the dark of night. What did they do when all hope was gone? They sang. And that realization to me that you can sing in the midst of your storm. And, and it's not because of the level of the severity of the storm as to whether or not you can sing. No, it's all because of the Christ that goes with us through the storm that we have the ability to sing, that we can find joy, that we can find peace, that we can find the comfort that we need in the midst of facing death in the midst of unimaginable grief, in the midst of, of fear and hurt and misunderstanding that we can sing. And, you know, I think about Paul and Silas and what it had to have done to their spirits to, in the middle of all of that, to sing. And, and, and I think about what it has done to my own spirit in my storms when I've been able to sing, when I've been able to sing through them, when God has given me songs that I can sing praises to him and just how it immediately takes my perspective off the lateral, off of all that is around me, off after, takes it off of all those thoughts that are within me, those, everything that I can't control, everything that I can't see and puts it upward, puts it on Christ, puts it on his promises, puts it on the foundation of his word that he has left to us. And the perspective shift that happens is the determining factor of whether you will sink or swim through those storms. And, and it was really through those two times that God really showed me the power of his, of his word ministering to my heart through song. Um, then we went into a different season of life where we were on deputation. So we are missionaries headed to Australia. Um, we are independent Baptists. And the way that we do missions work is we travel from church to church, presenting our burden, raising financial support and prayer support um, to get to the field that God has called us to. That all meant that for a season, especially for one year, probably very intensely, um, we had lived life on the road. We traveled 
from church to church, hotel, hotel, you know, um, profits chambers, missions apartments, people's homes. We had two little ones at the time during this year. Um, and there was just so much going on and good things. This wasn't even necessarily like a storm, but I remember the exhaustion of of being on the road, of constantly ministering, of trying to be a young mom to a little toddler and a new baby and all that that brought with it. And there was one night in particular that we had been driving all day, all day. It had been such a long day and the kids were great. They, they were troopers. But, you know, we roll in on a Saturday night to this missions apartment and it's like seven o'clock and the kids are raring and ready to go because they've been sitting and sleeping in the car all day. And we are not ready to run and play because we're tired. We've been driving and riding and traveling. And, you know, everybody's hungry. Everybody's looking at me like, Mom, it's past dinner. What are we going to eat? And I'm like, well, that's a really good question. So do we unload all the stuff first and then go out to eat? Do we go out to eat and then unload when it's dark and we're tired? You know, so it was just, it was a lot. And I remember it was a very, um, the, the entrance to this place was up these very steep steps on the outside of church. And I remember stomping up these stairs being like, it is late. We are hungry. I am tired. And the kids are not tired. And not only do I have to figure out everything for Saturday night, we also have to be ready to head to church early in the morning on Sunday. And just the overwhelm of the moment kind of crashed in on me. And I'll be honest, I had a terrible attitude. Um, I was not the joyful mother, the supportive wife, the encouraging, praise the Lord, we got here. Now let's get settled and start preparing for the Lord's day. I was grumbly and complaining. And God just gave my husband the wonderful insight to turn on a CD that one of my friends um, put together. I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. One of my sweet friends, Lydia Scoggins, put together this instrumental CD of her playing the piano. There's some guitar. There's some penny whistle. But it's of all these hymns. Near my God to thee. Um, there is a fountain. Be still my soul. Amazing grace. And it's just instrumental. And I'm in the room trying to get suitcases. He's bringing them in, but he turned it on on his phone and just set it down. And I, I wasn't even fully aware that he did that until all of the sudden, I, it's just like the tension started to leave. I found myself humming and singing along to these hymns. And once again, again, not in, in a storm sense, but in just a moment of overwhelm, God used song to minister exactly what I needed to receive from him and what I needed to offer back to him in my praise, in my submission, in my servant's heart of my family, of my Lord. And that moment changed our family, changed our family culture. We realized that having music playing, even if it's softly playing in the background, changes the tone of our home, changes the atmosphere of our home. And from that point on, we have tried 
to do all we can to keep music a very active part of our home. So much so that we have got some of our favorite instrumental, and, and, I, and I love music that has words. There's a time and place for music that has words. But when it's kind of something that plays all day, in our home, I really just want it to be just the instruments. Just I, I, I don't want even the distraction of words. Um, and, and part of that is my heart. I, I've grown up around these hymns long enough that I know the words. Um, so it gets into a little bit different realm when I'm working with my kids. I want them to learn the words, but I know these words. And the music really is more for mommy than anybody. Um, daddy's usually gone working and the kids are busy. And, and they are picking up on it, but really it's to keep my spirit where it needs to be. But we have a playlist on our phone that is our instrumental hymn playlist. And we try when we get up in the morning to turn that on and we leave it playing all the way till we go to bed. And I have seen such a difference again in that temperature and the atmosphere in our home. I've seen the difference that it has made in my heart as mama and just constantly having that playing has so influenced our home. So all of that background to bring me to a huge announcement. So the Lord put on my heart to do to write a book. Um, back in August, Simeon and I were on a little couple's getaway slash deputation trip in Florida. And we were talking together and I was talking to him about just how God has used hymns in my life and how I really wanted to incorporate into some of our instruction time with our kids, teaching them hymns. And I told him, the story of how it is well ministered to me and how knowing that story behind the hymn took the truth of that hymn to an even deeper level. Um, and I, I just started talking about what I wanted to accomplish in teaching our kids these hymns because the words of hymns, they're not the inspired word of God, but so much of these great hymns of the faith are rooted in the inspired word of God. And that is where, that's where the the truth comes from. That's where we can mine into this and, and take that, use the hymn as a launch pad to get into the scriptures. And so I, I'm just sharing my heart with Simeon. I'm saying, okay, I want to teach them hymns, but, but why? Why do we teach hymns? Why do we sing hymns? Why is, is it so important to have this be a part of our corporate worship through the church? Which led into a whole conversation of a lot of the movement away from these great, older, rich hymns of the faith. And as I'm just kind of pouring my heart out to Simeon, I start formulating what I want to accomplish in teaching my kids hymns. I wanted to teach them the words of the hymns. Obviously, that that's huge. You know, you, you got to know the hymn to sing it. But I wanted to teach them the story behind why the hymn was written. But I wanted to take it even further than that. I wanted to dig into the hymns and see what does this hymn teach me about God? What characteristic, what attribute, what truth do I learn about God from this hymn? And how can I show that to my children? And, you know, I mentioned before, when God did this in my heart, in that time of grief when I lost my brother, that God was able to reveal himself as healer, as comforter, as my father, as the one who redeems, as the one who brings joy 
through the truth, through the scriptural truth it was found in these songs. And that's what I wanted to teach to my children. That's what I wanted them to grasp from these hymns. Did I want them to love the words of Amazing Grace? Do I want them to love the story behind it as well? Of course I do. They mean something to me. But beyond that, I want them to love the God that these hymn writers loved, that they were so filled with adoration and worship of their Lord and Savior that their hearts spilled over into these songs that we now sing. So that led me into this whole deeper level, you know, taking these hymns and digging deeper and deeper and deeper into the truth of, I want to know what truth do I learn about God from this hymn? And as we really started talking about that, I was like, okay, well, let's do some research. Um, Samina and I both have a lot of history with music, um, different things, whether it be college or education or different things in our upbringing that we've been very exposed to a lot of good music resources. So we were like, let's look for something like this. So we started looking and I found different things that had bits and pieces. I found a lot of like hymn story type things, um, but I didn't find anything that quite encapsulated the full picture like I wanted and something that really taught hymns with the emphasis of what does this teach us about God. So as Simeon and I are realizing that there's just not quite something out there for us to teach our kids like what I'm looking for, like what God is putting on our hearts, he just looks at me and he's like, you've got to write it. And I said, okay. And that started an incredible journey. Um, so through the past couple months, I have been writing a hymn study called Great Hymns for Growing Hearts. And all that I've shared up to this point, really the culmination of that is this book. It is a study through 12 great hymns of the faith. We have hymns like Amazing Grace, Come Thou Fount, Day by Day, God will take care of you all the way my Savior leads me. And it looks at these hymns in these different lights and helps you to be able to teach these the scriptural truth in these songs to children. And so great hymns for growing heart. This book was birthed from my heart, from my mom's heart. I just want my children to love truth. You know, they could sing and learn the hymns and make this ear and lip connection. But I want more than that for them. I want more than that for me. I want them to hear the words, and I want the message to take deep root in their heart. And then from, from the message and from what God does in their heart, I want their lips to overflow in praise from a passionate love for their Savior. And, and out of that desire, out of that heart for what I want to teach to my children and instruct my children and out of all that God has used music to, to teach me about him came the desire and came this book, Great Hymns for Growing Hearts. So in this book, I've presented the hymns to go beyond word and music. So I have readers really digging into the messages of the songs and discovering more about our great God. And when we explore all these aspects of truth in the words of hymns, it enables us to worship and praise God on a deeper level. Hymn singing becomes more than our lips just moving in a familiar motion to recognize tune. It becomes an expression of adoration as our heart meditates on the truths learned and worships the one that embodies those truths. So I, I teach my children 
these hymns in this way. And, and I've written this book to be a tool to aid not even just parents, but also teachers, really anybody that wants to, to teach children the truth of who God is. I have written this as a tool to kind of guide your children's hearts to the one who himself is truth. So this book takes a deep look at 12 different hymns, and it has several different sections. So for each hymn, you learn the story behind the writing of the hymn, and then there's a section on what does it teach us about the character of God. So there's a scripture memory verse for this section, and then there's an attribute of God. So um, amazing grace, our God is gracious. There's a scripture memory verse about the graciousness of God. And then I write about that characteristic of God. Then we move into a heart application section. So this heart application section is really divided into three different parts. And this is, this is really something that is very important to Simeon and I as parents. Just a very conversational approach of teaching our children. And we see this modeled with, with Jesus. How did he teach the, and instruct the disciples? He did it a lot of time through story, but also through asking questions, through really engaging their mind by asking questions. So the heart application section is separated into three parts. It starts with a question and answer, which is pretty much straightforward from what you've read to this point, through the story, through what it teaches us about God, through even the very words of the hymn. Here's a question and here's the answer. Pretty much easy to find. Um, then it goes into a different section, which is conversation starters. So these are really taking it deeper. There might not be a clear-cut right or wrong answer, but as you're really engaging your kids, as you're talking through the truths, as you're mining out the different um, scriptural truths that are found in these hymns, you, you converse about those, you think on those, you kind of work through some of this in your heart and mind. And then that leads into the third part of the heart application section, which is a glimpse into God's word. So this asks a question, that has you actually get your Bible out, turn to a passage, and really dig into God's Word and find an answer to, to a question, to something in relation to a truth that you learned through that hymn, but really getting you in the Bible as a family, as a class, however you're using this book, studying that through together. And then the final section for each hymn is a deeper look, which was actually written by my husband. So he just does a, a quick but deep theological look into a truth that is found in that hymn. Um, this part of it is great for the one who's doing the teaching, just to give a deeper level of understanding. It's also good if you're, the children that you're teaching are a little bit older. Um, so while I will use this with my kiddos, they are a little bit young for my targeted audience. Me as mama will kind of have to really kind of coach them through and walk them through a little more um, than you would if you started it a little bit older. So the target age range I'm thinking more is like mid-elementary all the way into high school. Um, and really, the I have written it in a style that I feel like is very easily understood and very easily adaptable to whatever age group you have. 
it's in that question part and then into that deeper look where if you have an older group of kids, that is where you will lean in more heavily. You know, obviously, especially in that conversation starter, you're going to have different conversations with a teenage group than you're going to have with a group of third or fourth graders. Um, But I've tried to make this book very adaptable to however God impresses upon your heart to use it. So my intention and my heart and really the whole reason I wrote the book was so I could have a resource to teach my own children. Um, and so my initial thought was really just a, a homeschool family tool or even even if you're not a homeschool family to use it in your family Bible time, your family devotional time. Um, then as God started working in my heart and as I started seeing this book actually come to life, that vision expanded so much more as I shared the idea with some other different people and as God really just expanded the vision of the book to this is a great tool that in ministry you can use this in children's choirs, youth groups, Sunday school classes, Um, I I mean really whatever. (laughs) It's really limitless how you can use this because it's all it you know it, it's hymns but like I said it's so much more than hymns it is really taking you deep into the scriptures and teaching you about the character of God um, it's also a great tool to use in Christian school settings I know I've talked to several people in the music world that just say there, there's not a lot of resources to use to teach music in the Christian school this would be something great that you'd have to adapt a little bit. And I give some suggested um, study schedules and different things like that in the beginning of the book. Um, But it would be great to use in that setting. And, you know, I've even talked to a few adults about this. And they're like, you know what, my kids are grown, but I want to use this in my own devotional life. And, you know, as I've written it, God has used that in my way, in my life. And I have studied these hymns and it was so interesting So my favorite hymn is Nearer My God to Thee. It's actually not in this first book. Um, But as I was writing this, you know, some hymns that I knew, but I didn't really know. As I'm spending time pouring over the words and digging into the scripture and learning about the character of God that this hymn reveals, I can just remember days where I'd be like, Simeon, stop. Have you ever actually read the words to the hymn? All the way my Savior leads me. Like, this is so rich. Listen to this. Or then I'd be like, do, do you realize how what God reveals about himself through the scripture that is connected in this hymn? And, and, and it was, it was just so devotionally. And as I meditated on these own truths in my heart, like, God just opened my eyes to so many things. But I, th- there are so many ways that you can use this book in your home. And and while I pray so much that this book will have an influence as big and as far and as wide as God wants it to, I'm really most excited about using it with my own children within the walls of my own home. You know, it is just, it's been something that I wanted that I couldn't find that is a resource that I wanted for our family. And out of the overflow of that, God has chosen to bring about a published book that I'm praying that he will use. And, and, and what is my goal for this? What do I want to accomplish through this book? I want to raise a generation of kids who are so in love with their Savior 
that nothing that this world, nothing that Satan, nothing that people or circumstances will throw at them will shake the faith that is so deeply rooted into their hearts. I want them to so intimately know who God is, not just who God is in general, but who God is to them. I want them to know who God is to them because it has been as I have known who God is to me through through real life storms, through real life struggles, through real life stuff that I have come to such an unshakable faith that nobody can convince me that God is not love. I have experienced that. Nobody can convince me that God doesn't bring peace because I have literally lived it out. And I'm not saying that all of that is going to happen for your fifth grader as you go through this book. But what I'm saying is that as you plant these seeds of truth in their heart, it's never wasted time. It is something there that you can continue to cultivate as they grow, that God will water that seed. God will see that plant grow into a strong tree in its time. And when the storms come and when the struggles come and when they need to draw on the truth of who God really is to them, that seed has already been planted long ago and God can quickly bring to remembrance. God is gracious. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. All the way my Savior leads me. And and so I just, I wanted to do, I wanted to accomplish that. And then my bigger vision for this is that God will receive all the glory due his name through our worship. Whether it be corporate church worship, whether it be individual worship, as you sing these songs in your house as you're singing tis so sweet to trust in Jesus while you're wiping up crumbs off the table that God will receive all the glory that our hymn singing won't be just this mindless ear lip connection but that it will just overflow out of a heart that is so in love with our Lord and and that's what I want to accomplish through this book that is my big vision for this book is just to see this generation come up with a love for who God is and to give him all the praise, all the glory, all the majesty, all the adoration that he and he alone is worthy of. So I am so excited to finally get to announce this project. It has been a whirlwind of just watching God lead us step by step by step. You know, really, it's been five months from conception of idea of this book to me getting a published copy in my hands that God has has done this. And that in and of itself is amazing. But I'm so excited to be able to share this resource with you. I hope that you will get it in your homes, in your ministries, in your schools, and that it will just be a tool to teach more about God to this next generation. So you can find the book on my website, which is nohighercalling.org. There is a store tab on there and you can click that. There will have a picture of the book. If you click on that, it will link you over to my publisher's website where you can purchase that book. Um, If you are a ministry or a school and you would like to place a bulk order, please email me at nohighercallingpodcast at gmail.com and I have a special discount code that I can give you for bulk orders. Um, So just contact me directly for that and I can get that to you. But be watching on my social media, Instagram, nohighercalling underscore, 
Facebook, No Higher Calling. Um, I, I have my website. I'm going to be posting a lot about the book, give you some glimpses into the book, how it works, the study schedule, all that different, all just a bunch of different stuff about how you can just glean the most from this resource. And the coolest thing about this is this isn't a book that you're just going to pick up and read and sit back on the shelf and it's going to collect dust. This is a resource for your home. Yes, it's a book, but this is a resource that you are going to pour yourself into, that you are going to, you know, I, I want it dog-eared. I want it highlighted. I, you know, coffee stain on, like, I want, this will be a well-loved book that as your family gathers around, as you have your Bible in one hand and this great hymns for growing hearts book in the other and, and a hymnal on your lap and your kids around you. And as you and your husband and you are as a family or what, whatever this scene, as you are teaching the truths about God through these hymns, I just pray that it will minister to your souls and that it will accomplish these visions that God has placed on my heart. I'm so excited to be the instrument that God has chosen to put out this resource. I'm so excited to see all that he's going to do with it. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out and contact me. As I said, I will be sharing a lot more, hopefully answering a lot of different questions through social media platforms. But I would love nothing more than to share more about this book and this resource with you. But I hope that you get it in your hands as soon as possible because this has changed my life and it has given me such a deeper love for my Lord. And, and I'm just excited to see how he's going to use it. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for listening to this episode. I am excited to finally get to share with you what I have been working on day and night for the past few months. And I'm so excited that it will be in your hands very soon. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.